0: Praise the Lord. Come on, let's give praise to Jesus. Let's give praise to Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. Let's bow here some prayer. Father, we thank you for your presence. We thank you, Lord, that you would supply unction and utterance. We thank you, Lord, for the mind of Christ. We thank you, Lord, that you're the healer of the brokenhearted. You're the reconciler of fathers and mothers with sons and daughters. We welcome the adoptive presence of the Lord among us. We thank you, Lord, for healing and restoration this morning. We thank you, Lord, for confirmation. We thank you for assurance. We thank you, Lord, for your hand upon us. We thank you, Lord, for this awesome series that's been inaugurated by Bishop Johnson, this family series. We thank you for the restoration of the family altar. We thank you, Lord, the legacy of this house will be, Lord, the multiplication of God the families. We thank you, Father, for this assignment from you. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Why don't you give the person next to you a hug? Amen. Tell them, you know, one day you'll look good as I Tell the person next to you, one day you'll look good as I Say, one day. Normally, uh, I come before you with jokes. Uh, I, 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 I hate to disappoint you today, but I'll make it up next time. I promise you, I'll make it up next time. <laughs> oh, yes. I, I mean, and people now are starting to supply me with jokes. I, I appreciate that believe it or not that's one I love to laugh Um, I know people say I look serious all the time but if you get to know me I, I love to get around people man and crack jokes and just laugh you know I just love doing that so anyway but today we want to give tribute first of all to motherhood and I believe Bishop Johnson said it right Lady Carolyn indeed is a gift to this house amen Amen. Come on, give the Lord praise again for her. Mm-hmm. Amen. For Lady Carolyn to stand in the position that she stands in as a mother to her own children and yet standing as a mother to a great flock. And then there are pastors around the world that she is a mother to in the gospel. Indeed, is a great gift. Amen. My life. My marriage has benefited from this woman's ministry. I remember the day that Lady Carolyn said to me, I said it in men's class, but it stays with me. I remember we were going through a rocky time in our marriage, and and I was just talking. I was complaining, and then she looked up at me and said, you're going to have to ask God for wisdom regarding your wife. You're gonna have to dig down and ask God to give you wisdom for your house. And I'll never forget that was life changing for me because it it, it placed a mandate on me to seek God. And I began to ask God for wisdom and God gave it. And so now we've been married now, Jane and I, going on 39 years, praise God, amen, amen. In fact, I'd like, for my, I'd like for my wife to stand and also uh, Walter, Evita, Gabrielle, and Dean to stand. Amen. They're here this morning. Give the Lord praise for them. Amen. Amen. Love you, lady. Well, I was so, I, I, actually, what I do, I write. It down so that I can stay focused. I was so enamored by watching my wife transform before my eyes as she held Walter in her hands. It was like we were married, husband and wife. But when she held that baby, something transformed in her. She changed, and that changed profoundly affected me. It was like the child summoned the motherhood that was in her. Man, I could still see it in my eyes. And i've also seen this happen when parents adopt a child instantly when parents adopt a child the presence of that child summons motherhood instinctively i was looking at this the spirit of adoption in the eyes of god is more stronger than the relationship of mother, father, son and daughter in fact God is so much into adoption that the Holy Spirit calls himself I am adoption the spirit of adoption oh man and then I read that that the fatherless and the motherless are dear in the eyes of God. And I believe with my heart, I believe this is a prophetic word, I believe we're going to see some adoptions in this house of children. Some contemplating should I adopt. Hear the word of the Lord, adopt, amen. Hear the word of the Lord. Adopt. Hear the word of the Lord. Adopt. I look at the scriptures and I'm amazed at the fact that Esther did not have parents. But there was one who adopted her. And it was Mordecai. But the most profound case of adoption It staggers my imagination that Jesus is the Son of God, tabernacled in human flesh. And he came into this world, he came from the Father. But in order for Jesus to live in this world, he needed an adopted father. So Joseph adopted Jesus. He adopted Jesus. I don't think you can be more closer to the heart of God except you begin to embrace the enormity of the situation that God was the actual father of Jesus. But Joseph took another man's child and raised him as his own. Come on, give the Lord praise for that. Amen. I'd like to give tribute also to mothers who have gone to be with the Lord as Bishop Dunn said as he was transitioning to heaven like Elijah when the fiery chariots came down he stepped on those chariots and ascended into heaven I believe Bishop Dunn when he went before the Lord he said wow It was so enormous what he saw, and I'm sharing this because there are mothers who have gone to be with the Lord, and you need to embrace with embrace the assurance that this life is only a dress rehearsal for eternity. And although God is not the cause of tragedy and death, he is the master of all circumstances. He is able to make all things serve his purpose. Even what the enemy does, he makes it serve his purpose. He works all things after the counsel of his will. He is God. I was sitting down contemplating this message, and I started thinking about mothers in this church, and so I'm gonna list some names, but I'm, I'm, I can't list every mother. So some of these mothers exemplify groups inside of the house. It was the handiwork of God. When I saw Sandra Mike D walk her son, through the doors of eternity. I saw her get everything right. And his transitioning was beautiful in the eyes of the Lord. And the father looked down and said, Sandra, you did everything right. You did everything right. Although you thought you made mistakes, you did everything you were a great mother and as i write this i know you will see franklin in heaven he's in heaven he's in heaven with the father the father of fathers i think about when i think about single mothers i was thinking about single mothers and one of the things that just mystify me about Minister T that gives her great weight in my sight. I've seen so many single mothers wreck, wreck and destroy the image of the father in the eyes of their children. But I look and see each one of her children respect and honor their father. And it's because of how she portrayed him in their eyes. Great honor, great honor, great honor to you. I think about Hilda, and you don't even see yourself like this. You're a single mother, but you've become a mother to so many other single mothers in this house. You've been a source of encouragement even with your prayers, even with your touch, even with your words. We have a community of single parents, single mothers in this church who are advancing and triumphing in Christ. Single mothers, I believe in my eyes, I came from a single mother, I came from a single, single mother house. And I believe, because I live in one, that single mothers are the eighth, ninth, and 10th wonder of the world. Amen. They'll go without coats, so the children can have coats in the winter. They'll work two jobs, three jobs so that they can be fed and then come home and work on homework and at the same time nurse those who are sick without one ounce of self-pity. But they're driven in their heart to take care of what God is giving. them. Have great weight before the Lord. Although some of you, your parents did not expect you, and you thought it was more of an accident, but you need to know today you exist because of the purpose of God. You, You could not exist without His permission. And if he gave permission for you to exist it had purpose in his mind and some of you are yet to discover your purpose as you disown all the lie the enemy has given you that you are nothing you are here on his purpose by his purpose by his hand by his word i wondered should i share this but i'm gonna share it during the pandemic I had a sudden revelation regarding motherhood. I felt, I remember telling Jane, I I feel such a void in my heart regarding my mother. I, I, I didn't understand what was happening to me. I thought that I was going to have to get some help because it was so real. To me what was happening in my heart And so I knew my mom loved me I mean have a great relationship And like every son and um, um, mother relationship You had your knocks and falls but, And so I began to realize it was not about me I remember the Lord that delivered me from father wounds And has done a wonderful work And, and he's still doing that But the Lord made me aware what was happening. I remember talking to Jane and I'm saying this to some wives. I remember talking to Jane and I really didn't need her. I did not need her to talk to me. I just needed her to listen. Sometimes just listening, listening was a comfort and she sat there. I knew she was just unfounded as much as I was. But, over the months during the pandemic, the Lord made me to understand that just like there are father wounds, there are people who hurt because there is a emptiness in their lives because the lack of motherhood. And so it gave me a whole nother perspective because I understand sometimes the Lord will cause prophetic people to experience something so that you can pray it and birth it. And I believe God was doing something in my heart regarding his image. Because the image of God is not complete if it's just father. And the image of God is not complete if it's just mother. And when we have majored in one without the other, we have not portrayed the image. And yet among, in the image, there is priority because of function. Make no bones about that. So just got a couple more minutes. It's interesting, the Bible says honor your parents. It says more emphatically, more honor your father and mother so that your days might be long on the earth. And it says in Ephesians, so that it may go well with you. There are some people, it ain't going well with you because you have not honored your mother and father. He says it's the only commandment with the promise. So if you want to, we can, in our detox, we cover how to get that right. But I was intrigued in the scriptures about the hatred of the women, the hatred of the enemy against women. Every place on earth where women are abused, desecrated, violated as a nation, you will find the most hatred against Jesus Christ. Bible states in Daniel 11 chapter the 37th verse that the Antichrist, when he comes, he will have no love or desire for women. The Bible says in Revelations, the 12th chapter, the 17th verse, then the dragon was enraged at the woman. Then say at the man, he says, the dragon was enraged at the woman. The reason why the enemy hates the woman, he didn't show up when God created Adam. He showed up when the threat of multiplication of the image of God, that's when he showed up, that's when he reeled up his head. The word woman actually means man with a womb. It's fascinating because the reason why the enemy hates the woman because through the woman there will rise one who will put his foot on his head and it will come through the gates and the womb of the woman. There are, there are major reasons why we should we should honor mothers. Make no, bone about, make no bones about it. Dads, the roles of dads, we're supposed to establish and confirm. Believe this. Contrary to what, what commentators say, con, contrary to what the news says, contrary to what man says, one of the reasons why God raises up fathers is because fathers have the role of establishing and confirming gender identity. Another role of father is that he releases the child into adulthood. Another role of father is that as as the children, especially boys, merge in oneness with the mom, The father comes along and helps, individuates the son so that he can stand on his own. The the voice of a father is when when a father speaks the way he acts, even how fathers hold their children, mothers hold the babies up to their chest, turn the babies inward. But dads, many times when they hold a baby, they hold a baby and want everybody to see the, the outward, the outward, the world outside. Oh, man, God knows what he's doing. God knows what he's doing. But you know what mothers do? Man, mothers give birth. And mothers provide nurture. Together, parents are supposed to provide unconditional love and heartfelt affirmation, a sense of destiny. A safe place of belonging. That's what parents are supposed to do together. Church, we have allowed the world to pit the roles of fathers and mothers against each other. And in this house, we must not allow that to take place among us. The devil is a liar. Much has been done regarding fatherlessness. Man, I was... Much has been done. But when you really think about it, you cannot have fatherlessness without motherlessness. So the question is, if it was Father's Day, I would talk about why fathers are essential. But I want to give some reasons why mothers are essential. Mothers are our first connection to love. It's through mothers we learn how to bond. The template for relationships is given through mothers. The mother is the first important figure in a child's life from the time of nine months in the womb. It starts in the womb through the first two years of life. Mothers teach us how to love and receive love. Many people today, many of us today, we struggle to have healthy relationships because we did not receive the right kind of love from our mothers in our formative years. Children need huge amounts of love and affection. They need so much that they performed an uh, an experiment in Europe and the children, they they observed that there were children who were never picked up. Some of them died because they were made for clinging and relationship to be held. Some of them became blind, some of them did not develop their speech because certain hormones were actually released when a child is picked up and loved and talked to. In fact, they're saying today that we adults need 13. Watch how I say this. We adults need 13 non-sexual touches a day. Notice how I said that. But something happens with the mother. I'm just giving information about the mother, and then we're going to pray. Do you know that when a baby is born, they say that the baby can see the exact length from their eyes to the mother's breast. That's how far they can see. And that as the mother nurses, that baby is looking at mama's eyes. And mama is looking into his eyes. And the and, and they actually say that that because of that connection, there there, there is some type of um uh, emotional stimulation that occurs because of that fixation, that focus of mother and son and mother and daughters. And I understand there are some mothers who cannot nurse, okay? Yep. The reason why we're saying this is because mothers are the primary source. They call it storge love. Mothers influence all of our relationships. They awaken our emotions There's something about them. The mother awakens the emotions so that we can experience trust, acceptance, belonging, empathy, value, and self-esteem. At the end of the day, folks, we are created for love. We're created for relationship. Even those of us who say, I don't need nobody, you lying. <laughs> you lying, Or you just deceived. And the reason why I talk this way, because I used to be that way, I did not think I needed anybody. And that was a safe way to distance myself relationally with people because of rejection, because of abandonment. A person who never bonds to a mother in a healthy way may suffer. Now this is the deal. I want you to think with me. Because if you see this the right way, these next couple of months, it's gonna be liberating for you. Because we're made for love and we're made for relationships. What happens and what the enemy tries to do in homes is that if he can interrupt your life, say for instance, of having a relationship or not having a relationship with your mom or not being able to experience bonding and relationship between you and your mother. A person who never bonds with their mother in a healthy way may suffer from addictions, compulsions, feelings of separation, lack of trust, fear of abandonment, feelings of emptiness, fears and insecurities, anxieties and anguish, No sense of comfort, fear of living, fear of the future. Because the reason why this is is so important, if you're able to detect why you are not growing in relationships, and maybe this morning you can say, yes, it was not right between my mother and I. If you can say there was a lack of bonding, that's the reason why I don't sense connection. That's the reason why I don't feel anything. It's so possible in the next three months you can experience the most liberating deliverance in your life, in this house. See, the reason is because if you don't receive that type of love and bonding, then it's kind of hard to give it away to your own children. And then they grow up and become parents, and then it's hard for them to give it away. We got to break that cycle where we have whole fathers and mothers releasing the image of God throughout their households, when there are deficits and unmet needs of love in our childhood, pleasure always seeks pain and the enemy will bring counterfeit affections to nullify the pain you experience emotionally. That's why there's a gravitation towards drugs. That's why there's a gravitation towards sexual relationships that are not healthy outside of marriage, addictive-wise. Because something did not happen. And even while you're doing those things, you're not at peace. Because you know that there's more to life than what you are experiencing. And maybe you may say to yourself, man, you may say to yourself, mothers, Elder Crawford, as you're sharing this, I, I can see that emptiness you just talked about, that emptiness has been in my life. You might be able to say that emptiness has been in my life, that void. You might be able to say for the first time in your life, the Lord has put his hand on what needs to be healed inside of me. The mother's feeling that deficit of mother's love. And I want to say this. We're not telling you that it's for many of you. The rebonding does not take place because you go to your mom. The rebonding that we're talking about this morning, it occurs because you go to the one who gave motherhood and fatherhood and he heals your heart. He heals your heart so that tenderness, so that affection, so that bonding, you can put your arms around your child and love them and not think that's abnormal. I'm finished. The question I want to ask, how many of you in this room right now will be able to say, Elder Crawford, you're talking to me. Just stand where you are. Amen. Just stand. Just have the courage to stand. For some of you recognizing this could be the key to you getting married. How many of you are mothers present and you know there's been deficits in your own heart of loving this way, of connecting and bonding with your children? You please stand, wherever you are. The reason why this is so important because in a couple of months we're about to embark on a journey here at Metro City Church. And this journey we're about to take will bring forth a change in your life that is most transforming. I remember when God healed my heart regarding my father, it changed my entire personality. It changed me. I finally became what I was meant to be, a loving, caring, relational man. I'd like for you to welcome Bishop Johnson as he comes, amen.